0: It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast, your daily download of X92 Nights, X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna.
1: Brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization
0: on your new home.
1: It's Tuesday, January 9th, 2023. I'm Beckler. Shauna's off this week. She's gone cat skiing in Chatter Creek. This is the trip she's done for the last few years. Uh, and I think it's it sounds like a skier's and snowboarder's dream. So hopefully. She gets there safely. I know it's supposed to be cold this week out there, too. Not not too cold, hopefully, because I know she spent a pretty penny on it. Um, we had a good show here today. I took a few risks, which paid off. It's always a little different because... And if you talk to someone who's ever done a show solo or done a show by themselves, it feels like you can get away with more when you have a partner. Because there's someone there... You know, if I say something slightly controversial... Shot it could be there to temper it, to or vice versa, or push back a little, or give a different perspective. Whereas when you're working by yourself, if you say something somewhat controversial, it's just it just kind of hangs there. It's more of like a declarative sentence then, or declarative statement. You know, as much as I try to to see both sides of each issue if I can, or to co- at least consider different angles, it's it's a lot easier to do that when there's someone else to bounce your ideas off. So. Uh, on a solo show it's a little riskier and I, th- I think I think we went there a couple times today and I'm okay with that we're going to talk about one of the names that appeared on the Jeffrey Epstein list it's not really a list though I don't know if you've been following this story like there were some uh, some documents that were unsealed related to the trial of is it Ghislaine? is that how you're saying? Ghislaine? Ghislaine Maxwell? Epstein's uh, co-conspirator who's serving 20 years in prison for child trafficking uh, there, there were a bunch of people named Or their names appear, I should say In these documents Not necessarily because they've done something wrong But because they were, you know Mentioned as a witness or something uh, So one of those names we're going to talk about Not in context of Epstein But just the name that appeared there uh, Sean actually appears briefly for an etymology Going to quiz a couple of my coworkers On pro sports teams again A couple big sports fans A dad badge Don Cherry is on the show and a potential solution for dealing with uh, the protests that we've seen around the country. After your out-of-context clip, I stand with Israel, triple Salcow. The Beckler
0: and Shana Podcast.
1: For the past three months across Canada, there have been regular protests regarding the Israel-Palestine conflict. And I saw a video taken in Toronto the other day at Nathan Phillips Square, which they flood in the winter and they turn into a public skating rink. And there's a, in the video, there's a confrontation between an older couple who are skating and some protesters. So so Don't touch me. Don't do not touch me. Don't touch me. You touch me. Don't touch me. do you
0: literally touch me. Back
1: the f- way. Are, you assaulting, are the f- you assaulting people? Shame on you. And they get up in each other's faces and then the old couple skates away and there's some yelling and stuff. You think you can just go for a romantic skate without choosing a side in the Israel Hamas war? Fat chance. I actually don't hate the idea of protests on ice, though, because police have had trouble with these protests and counter protests in several major cities. So let them book an hour of ice time. Corral everybody into the rink. Gotta have skates, though. Gotta have skates. They can zip around and yell at each other and get it out of their system. This would be exceptionally Canadian, uh, if not for the fact that the conflict isn't Canadian in the slightest. You can also take the Disney on ice approach, introduce a bit of pageantry to the protests, and then I can base my support on a rubric of artistry and technical degree of difficulty. You know, ceasefire now. Double axel. I stand with Israel. Triple Sal Cow. That or we allow clean hits. You know, protesters, counter protesters, skating around looking to lay somebody out. Did they leave their feet? Did they target the head or was the shoulder the principal point of contact? If so, put the whistles away. Let them play. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. The energy drinks are getting out of control. And I say this as someone who enjoys the odd energy drink, the odd boomer juice I've heard it referred to. Um, I was at the store the other day picking up an energy drink and you know, you know, like the five hour energy shots, the little like red and yellow and orange bottles. So they, there's a new brand of those and it's called tweaker energy shot tweaker. What happened to an old fashioned cup of coffee? What happened to a can of soda pop in the afternoon with a little two of sugar in it. If you needed to pick me up now, we're doing shots of tweaker energy drink. Like, am I going to take off all my clothes and try to fight the police? I, th- I think this all started with NOS. You know the NOS energy drink? What was originally nitrous oxide for race cars was then used to brand carbonated, carbonated beverages to get you through an afternoon meeting. And it's all been downhill from there. Now we have Tweaker. There's nowhere left to go, in my opinion. Where do you go? Like, this, this energy drink was developed by the military. They give it to soldiers before combat missions, like a StarCraft stim pack. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, I'm going to run to 7-Eleven. You need anything? Uh, yeah, can you pick me up a couple cans of liquid meth? They're on two for $5, I believe.
0: The and Shana Podcast.
1: If you follow hockey, uh, you've probably seen rookie sensation Connor Bedard is out indefinitely with a broken jaw. Uh, on Friday night, he took a, a hit from Devil's defenseman Brendan Smith. And then uh, Nick Fellino jumped in he, from the Blackhawks. He jumped in to respond. He broke his finger. The Blackhawks are so banged up right now. They got so many guys hurt. Still managed to beat the Flames night before last, though. So the Flames will look to bounce back from that against the Senators tonight. Um, regarding the hit itself, I don't know if you saw it, but it looked pretty clean to me. If anything, I thought Brendan Smith kind of laid off when he, he could have killed Connor Bedard. It just kind of hit him awkwardly, and Smith's way taller, so that's the unfortunate result of that. Friend of the show, Irwin, sent me a message though. Uh, he was asking what Don Cherry would have to say about that hit. So. Oh, look at that Kid out of North Vancouver, BC. Look at this. He's bringing the puck into this. And I say this all the time. I say this all the time. I say this all the time, don't I? When you're bringing the puck into the old kids, you got to have your head on a swivel. Look at this. He's looking down on his skates and then pow, takes a hit right in the kisser. Now you might be able to skate around like Dutton Jr., but this is the NHL. You got to keep your head up or you got to learn the hard way. Rock him, sock him. The big body of Brendan Smith, another good Canadian kid out of a Toba Coke. But they good kid. Love the guy. Hope he's back soon. But you know what? He learned a tough lesson. That's just the way it is when you play good, clean Canadian hockey. Support the troops. Let's go. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I have a very, a couple of very quick dad badges for you. Uh, the first is saying, that's how they get you. That's what dad always says, right? Whether it be with warranty or, you know, that's, uh, that's how they get you. Taps his head. That's how they get you. You gotta stay alert. I said, I said that to my like three times recently, to the point that my oldest son Bo pointed it out. He's like, Dad, you keep saying that. I know. It's my job. If I don't stay vigilant, Dad needs to be cunning, and I need to pass that along to them. That's how they get you. That's Dad Badge Number One. Uh, dad Badge Number Two that I thought of recently is the Eagles' "Hell Freezes Over" DVD. Do you know the one I'm talking about? In 1994, the Eagles got back together. They put on a live performance. They recorded it. That DVD was everywhere. And the Eagles, I think, are one of the great dad bands of all time. Like my dad loves the Eagles. Does your dad love the Eagles? I love the Eagles too, if we're being honest. But like, that's a they are. I think they're arguably the goat of dad bad bands. We could have that discussion another time. Um, but there was this DVD every dad had it i'm pretty sure in fact if you went into a future shop you know where they had like all their home theater audio and their big tv set up at the back when future shop was still operating if you went into that room there was a very good chance the eagles hell freezes over dvd was playing on that tv not because not only because the production was great it really showed off the capabilities of their equipment but also because dad just couldn't help himself. He was going to sit down. He was going to watch for a bit. And then you got him. You got a captive audience right there. You can sell to him.
0: The China Podcast.
1: I'm going on a pub crawl this weekend. Uh, it's my buddy, one of my best buds birthday. And uh, he does an annual pub crawl. And there's always a theme to it. Last year was Backstreet Boys and Spice Girls. So all his friends come out on this pub crawl. Everybody dresses up. Um, and the dress up thing is fun. It's always like, I'm always like, ah, it's kind of a pain in the ass leading up to it. But then like when you're out and dressed up, those nights are always more fun, wouldn't you say? Just feels like, I don't know, it feels like an event then, I would say. This year, the theme is Barbie and Ken. Now, my wife, McKenna, she's already, like, most of the way to Barbie, so this will be an easy one for her. Uh, Ken, for me, eh, not so much. I mean, first of all, Ken has hair. I'm bald. So... I to, did they ever release Bald Ken? I don't think they did. I don't know if that would have been a big seller. I don't know if the kids would have been clamoring for Bald Ken. Um, I'm not as handsome as Ken. I'm tall. Like I'm tall and I'm fairly lean, but not as handsome as Ken. I don't have Ken's pecs. That's for sure. I've got decent pecs, but Ken has pecs. Oh my good! Ken's got the same pecs as that Asian dude from Bloodsport. Just pecs. I do have a totally smooth groin, though, so that's working in my favor. <laughs> That'd be a super funny take on the costume, wouldn't it? I haven't seen Barbie the movie either, so maybe, the, I don't know, maybe they already make these jokes in the movie. Um, but the smooth groin, just wear <laughs> just like a flesh-colored cod piece. Like the cover of that one Marilyn Manson album, only way more tanned.
0: The Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
1: I was planning to go to this thing as beach Ken. With a pair of pink shorts, you know, a white shirt, unbuttoned, backwards hat. But it's supposed to be ungodly cold here this weekend. Like, Friday is actually supposed to be the coldest daytime high we've had in over 20 years in Calgary. I mean, in this part of the world, you get cold every, every year, you get cold snaps. But this one is supposed to be especially bad. Like, with wind, I don't know what it's gonna be. If there's any wind at all, it's gonna be something else. And I think a lot of Canada is dealing with this right now with the polar vortex. Uh, So that beach, Ken, on the coldest day of the year, maybe not the best solution. Thankfully, I got a text from a friend of the show, Dara, and Dara solved my problems. She's like, why don't you just go as Snow Bunny Ken? You can wear a one-piece fluorescent ski suit and a toque. Well that's perfect. Not only does that, you know, solve my bald Ken problems, my what the hell do I wear as Ken problems. It also takes care of going out in the cold. And as luck would have it, Shauna has a good friend who runs a company. I think they're called One Piece Ski Suit. And she has like hundreds of these 80 style One Piece Ski ski Suits that she has collected over the years. And she rents them out to bachelor parties and, you know, big groups of people that are going skiing and just want to have a bit of fun with it. So that's what I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to grab a couple one-piece ski suits from Shauna's friend. I'll be warm and pull off a bit of a different Ken look. Dara, you're brilliant. Thank you for that. You know what else is brilliant is Shane Holmes' affordable customization because normally that is something that's reserved for the very wealthy among us, the people who are building custom homes. Uh, speaking of which, I don't know how, but I got reading about uh, the Palace of Versailles yesterday, which is you know arguably the the most impressive private residence or what was the private residence in the entire world. And then I got reading about the biggest houses around the United States and the biggest houses in Canada. So I might do a segment about that on tomorrow's show or later this week at some point. I just got to get all my ducks in a row do a bit more reading. But I didn't realize how big certain houses could get. Let's, let's say that. Like, You know, there are houses around, uh, around Calgary that we like to drive by and be like, holy crap, look at that place. But they're nothing compared to some of the houses that have been built. Some of like the old mansions, the Gilded Age mansions and stuff. The, these estates, incredible. The, the neighborhood I live in, it's like such and such estates. But to call my house an estate, and you know these other places estates, I think we probably need a different word because there's a bit of a gap. Bit of a gap. But, I mean, you'll feel like a million bucks in your custom home from Shane Homes because it's, it's built for you. You get to help design the floor plan and, you know, make the changes that you need to make so that you're as comfortable as you can be, you and your family. Uh, learn more at shanehomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Sam and our producer, Fraser Manning, are in studio with me as well. Uh, I have another very difficult sports quiz for you guys, and you're both big sports fans. So I think you're going to do all right at this. Okay. Love it. Um, in the big four North American sports, NHL, NBA, MLB, NFL, there are 12 teams that have a color somewhere in their name. Oh. Name all 12. I'm going Cleveland to give you Browns. a minute and a half. <laughs> Browns, one. Blue Cincinnati Jays. Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Reds, Blue Jays, yeah. yeah. Three. Red Wings. Four. Yeah. Red Sox five, White Sox six, Sam jackets seven. Sam, do you want to participate? <laughs> I'm just on the sidelines right now. <laughs> um, uh-oh. Uh oh, I'm starting. Oh boy. Okay. Wow. Now we're starting. To yeah. Are you you don't really think about doing, that often. No. Eh? You're doing pretty good. You're at 30 Man. seconds, so uh, a third of the way through, and you got seven of the 12. Um, I will give you a hint. Uh, It's not always in the team name. Oh. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Why am I blanking on colors? (laughs) (laughs) That apparently did nothing. (laughs) No, it didn't help. I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. (laughs) Oh, boy. Maybe I got you here. Yeah. We're at a minute. Uh Uh-oh. We're at one minute. You got 30 seconds to get the last five. I don't know if I can think of anything for this. That's a difficult question. Like the name of the place? (sighs) Oh. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm trying. To I was like looking at the text here to see if anyone's like, that's this. Yeah, it's, some, <laughs> it's this. Somebody says uh, somebody is screaming at the top of their lungs in their car right now. Like you idiots. Oh, it's always tough though. It's like when you do like the American states quiz. Right, you, I you love doing those. Through like thirty of them, and you're like, uh. you're like Delaware. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Of, now I'm thinking of places with colors in their names. Well, you're out of time. Okay. Um, you missed. The Green Bay Packers. Oh. Yeah. Yep. The Golden State Warriors. Oh, okay. Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blues and the Blackhawks. Mm. Should have had the Blues. Should have had the be Blues because cool. you said Blue Jackets. I might not have gotten to Golden State or the Golden Knights. That one. Little trickier. Yeah. Little trick. And Blackhawks would be tough too because you don't think of it as, as a color. You think yeah. of it as all one word, right? Wild. Uh, not your best showing. No. The two of you, Sam, especially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch That's some a- more sports, Sam. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast Etymology with Shauna. This was actually recorded yesterday. From when you're hearing it, uh, Shauna and, Shauna's away this week, but I needed you to do some uh, etymology for me before you left.
0: I'm a time traveler,
1: <laughs> Shauna, for the past. I was here. And now I'm here again. UBC. We've had some. Um, some colds going around in our house. Yeah. And I said to one of the boys, I was like, just have a lozenge. And they're like, oh, what? And I was like, a lozenge. I can't say that word any other way. A lozenge. A lozenge. You have to say it like that. Yeah. Weird word. A snooty. It is a weird word. Where does word. the word lozenge come from? So it comes
0: from the French lozenge. Uh <laughs> The funny thing is, is that that actually doesn't, they don't know where that came from. But lozenge also has the meaning of charge in the shape of a diamond. And it's all connected. It's because the long, the original one actually was the shape of a diamond. Oh, so that's where it got its name.
1: I guess halls kind of look like a gem, don't they?
0: Yeah, they kind of do. Actually,
1: fishermen's friends don't. No,
0: no. But I guess all of that came from the earlier term for a rhombus, a rhombus, which is a diamond as well. So that's where it all started is just that the original lozenge was the shape of a diamond and they're like, well, we're going to use that word to describe it. Uh, and it gets really cloudy because before that, there's the word in Spanish, Losange, Catalan had lozenge, Italian had lozenge. And so some people think that all <laughs> of that, <laughs> L- which I was like, is that then connected to lasagna? Come like on, on over, what's My going mom's on making
1: here? her famous lasagna yeah <laughs> so it was named after the shape and not the ingredients of it or anything. No, no,
0: just because of the shape. And they think that all of those other words for it maybe meant from the early, early meaning of it that meant slab. Mm, okay, so I think that's where it all came from. And then it started to mean shape of a diamond, charge in the shape of a diamond, and then into just. But it was all about the shape of the itself. That's all it was named after.
1: I was gonna guess that it was French. Yeah. Sounds like the name of a little French village or something.
0: I'm going to maybe make some lasange tonight.
1: We stayed at this great little hostel in Lasange.
0: And then we ate some (laughs) lasagna. Etymology with Shauna. The Fackler and Shauna podcast.
1: So a few days ago, the Epstein list was released. And it's not so much a list as it is unsealed court documents from 2015, kind of outlining... Jeffrey Epstein's associates and there are about 150 names that appear on this list many of them you would recognize Famous actors musicians rich and powerful people politicians, but the one name that jumped out at me was David Copperfield the magician the illusionist David Copperfield so when I think of when I think of David Copperfield I think of like The 1980s, because I think as massive as David Copperfield was, as successful as he's been, most of his big illusions and public stunts and stuff happened in the 1980s, like with the Statue of Liberty making the jet disappear and everything. So when I think of David Copperfield, I think of the 80s. I think of that or the Charles Dickens novel. Is it not odd that magician David Copperfield went with that name? David Copperfield? Given that there's already a pretty famous novel and character with the same name, I looked it up. He actually took his name from that novel. His real name is David Kotkin. He's like, no, I'll be David Copperfield after the the novel. Like, if I were an entertainer and my name was Oliver Twist, I'd probably think about changing that. Or if this show is X Mornings with Shauna and Ebenezer Scrooge. The Christmas Carol guy? No, no, the other one. The other Ebenezer Scrooge. I guess it's a testament to David Copperfield's success that he became the default David Copperfield. Most people wouldn't want to put themselves up against it like that. You want to be kind of unique, right? And in entertainment, you have a choice what you go by. Not everyone gets to choose a stage name. One of the strangest ones, I think, is that there are currently two Sebastian Ajos in the NHL. There's a Finnish one. And a Swedish one. One plays for the Islanders, the other plays for the Hurricanes, and I can't remember which is which. But that's not like a super common name, Sebastian Aho. and for two of them to make the NHL at the same time? Like in my high school, we had two Michelle Keens, which maybe isn't that unusual. We also had two Kayla Michelenkos, which is slightly more unusual. Or how about this? I worked at adjacent to this radio station once. Both guys on the morning show were named Paul Brown. Both of them. So one had to go by a nickname. How odd. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I just have another quick TV trope for you here. Sometimes Shauna and I like to identify TV tropes, things that it's not like that is in the movies in real life. And I thought of another one uh, with all the colds going around and stuff right now. In on TV and in the movies when they need to show that somebody's sick the person is sneezing but I would say a sneeze is not the most common symptom of you know cold or flu in real life it's probably coughing isn't it but everybody sneezes it's like sneezing to me is more related to like allergies and I think maybe the reason that they do that is because a sneeze is more pleasant to listen to I'm not saying it's pleasant, but a cough is really unpleasant to listen to. Like, if somebody around you has a really bad cough and they're having a good hack, it sucks for them, obviously. It sucks for the person that's going through that. It's also really hard to listen to, isn't it? That's nasty. So I could see why they wouldn't want, you know, this person's sick, why they wouldn't want to have them coughing up a lung. Maybe also because, like, with a cough, there's the possibility that it could be something worse. Now that I say it out loud, off, I'm just thinking out loud here, but I, th- when someone coughs in a movie, it usually means they have a terminal illness, doesn't it? It's like a hint that something really bad is going to happen to that person. They're dying. Not so much with a sneeze. They're just a little sick, and they're going to miss a date or a day of work. Everybody in the movies has allergies or they're dying of something terrible.
0: You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
1: Brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home.
0: You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative, X929. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 AM mountain time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. Okay.
1: X- after Hours, A weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, they're going to say, f-ck. find X After
0: Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.